chickens today we are going to start off with a story of when jesus taught his people about marriage one day as christ was healing great multitudes of people by the seaside some pharisees decided to trick him into upsetting the people there by talking about marriage and divorce in jesus's time a lot of people said that it was okay for a man or a woman to end their marriage even if their spouse just upset them So the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Is it lawful or right for a man to be able to divorce his wife for any reason? And Jesus answered saying, Haven't you read the scriptures that say that in the beginning, Heavenly Father created Adam and Eve as man and woman and commanded them to marry each other and to stay married to each other? They should become like one person in heart and unity. So since God has commanded that married people should stay married, I don't think it's right for any human to say otherwise. Only God can tell people if it's okay for them to get divorced, not anyone else. And the Pharisees said, but wait, why then is it okay in the law of Moses for a man to divorce a woman for small reasons? And Jesus said, It was part of the law of Moses because of the hardness of the Israelites' hearts. He allowed husbands to divorce their wives, but from the beginning of God's creation of marriage, it wasn't this way. I will tell you this. In our day and at this time, if a woman or man divorces their husband or wife for any reason other than fornication, and then they choose to marry a different spouse, It's like they're committing adultery in God's eyes. And whoever marries the divorced spouse is also committing adultery. Some of the disciples said to him, Oh, if this is the case, then we guess it's good to never get married. And Jesus said, Well, there are some people on earth who choose never to get married for one reason or another. And that is between them and God. If they seek understanding from him with humility they will receive understanding from him. After Christ's teachings on marriage, some people brought some little children to him to be blessed. And his disciples rebuked the people and said, there's no need for Jesus to bless these kids. He said that all kids will be saved. Take them away. And Jesus said, hey, never ever forbid little children to come to me. Of such is heaven's kingdom. So Jesus loved and hugged and blessed these little children, and then they left. Then a young man came running up to Jesus, and he asked, Master, what should I do so that I can have eternal life in God's celestial kingdom? And Jesus said, If you want eternal life, 
you must keep the commandments. And the man said, which ones? And the Lord said, oh, well, you know, you shall not murder or commit adultery or steal or lie. You must honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said, ah, I've kept all these commandments since I was little. So what is keeping me from receiving eternal life? What do I lack? And Jesus said, hmm, well, if you really want to be perfect, then go and sell everything that you have. Give it to the poor and take up your cross and follow me. Then you will have the heavenly treasure of eternal life. When the young man heard Jesus' response, he became very sad because he had a lot of things that he loved very much. He did not want to sell them, even in exchange for eternal life with God. Jesus turned to his disciples and said, It is barely possible for a man who loves riches and material things more than God to receive eternal life. It's even easier for a camel to go through the tiny eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter enter God's kingdom. When his disciples heard this, they were astounded and thought, wait, then who can be saved? Jesus knew their thoughts and he said, with men that trust in riches, it's impossible to be saved. But if a man will give up all of his own things for my sake, then with God, salvation is possible. Peter then said, look, we've given up all of our things and have chosen to follow you. What will we receive? And Jesus said, You apostles who have chosen to follow me and to give up everything that you have in order to follow me will be able to sit on 12 thrones of glory after the resurrection. You will judge the 12 tribes of Israel and everyone who has given up their homes, their family relationships, their lands, or their possessions for my sake will receive a hundred times what they have given up, and they will inherit everlasting life. But be careful, Peter, from becoming prideful. The people who want to be first and are prideful will be last in Heavenly Father's kingdom, and those who are humble and put themselves last will be first in Heavenly Father's kingdom. Christ then told them this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who owns a house with a vineyard. One early morning, he went out to hire workers to help him with his vineyard. When he agreed with a group of workers to pay them a penny for their entire day's work, he sent them into his vineyard to work. A few hours later, the man went into the marketplace and found some workers who were just standing around doing nothing. So he said, Hey, you can go to work in my vineyard and I will pay you what is fair for the day's work. The man went to the market two more times throughout the day and he found workers who weren't doing anything and told them the same things. At the very last hour of the workday, he went back to the marketplace again and found even more workers just standing around doing nothing. So he said, why are you guys just standing here? And they said, because no one has hired us to work for them yet. So he said, I'll hire you. 
you can go into my vineyard and I will pay you what is fair for the work that you do. In the evening, when the work day was done, the man paid each worker one penny. The workers who had been working all day since the very early morning started to complain against the man because they thought they deserved more than just a penny since they had been working the whole day. They said, hey, these other workers only worked for one hour and they got a whole penny too? We worked through the hardest and hottest part of the day. This isn't fair. The man responded to them and said, friends, I am not being unfair to you. You agreed to work for me for a penny. So take your penny and you can go home and I will give all these other workers pennies too. Isn't it lawful and right for me to do with my money what I decide to do with it? Why are you choosing to complain? Because I am a good man and I'm blessing these other workers. Then Christ said, So the last shall be the first and the first shall be the last. Many are called to serve God, but few are chosen. One day before Jesus was going to travel to Jerusalem from Galilee, he pulled his disciples to the side and said, When we get to Jerusalem, just know that I am going to be betrayed and given into the hands of the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn me to death by crucifixion. I will be mocked and scourged and will die, and on the third day I will rise again. His disciples didn't quite understand what he was talking about. On their journey, Christ's apostles James, John, and their mother came to Christ and worshipped him. James and John's mom asked a favor of Christ, and he said, What can I do for you? And she said, Please make sure that my two sons will be able to sit on either side of you in God's kingdom. Jesus said, You have no idea what you are asking. Are your sons able to drink from the bitter cup that I will drink from? Will they be able to be baptized with my same baptism? This means, will they be able to endure the same things that I must endure in order to do my father's work? And they responded and said, yes, we are able to do that. Jesus then said, Yeah, you will indeed drink from my cup and endure what I must endure. But to choose who sits on my right and left sides isn't up to me. Heavenly Father will decide that. When the other ten apostles overheard this conversation, they became kind of angry and annoyed at James and John for seeking such high positions. But Jesus gathered them to him and he said, You know that the Gentile princes rule over the Gentiles and that powerful leaders control their own people. But it will not be this way among you. Whoever wants to be great among you must seek to be your minister. Whoever will be the leader among you should also be your servant. Just like I came to earth not to be served by you, but to minister to you and to give my life as a ransom to Heavenly Father to pay him for many people's sins. 
After this conversation, Jesus and his disciples continued traveling. And there was a blind man named Bartimaeus sitting and begging by the roadside. When he heard that Jesus was passing by, he cried out and said, O Lord, son of David! He acknowledged that Christ was the Savior and the rightful King of the Jews because he was a descendant of King David. The group of people following Jesus said, Stop yelling at him! But Bartimaeus yelled even louder, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David! Jesus then stood still and called to him and said, What do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus said, Please, I want my eyes to be opened. Jesus had compassion for him, and he went over and touched his eyes. And lo and behold, he miraculously received his sight. Jesus said, Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Bartimaeus immediately stood up and followed after Christ. One day, Jesus taught his followers a parable to teach them that they should always, always pray. He said, Once there was a judge who lived in a city. He did not respect God, and he did not respect his fellow man. In that city, there lived a widow, and one day she came to the judge and asked him to help protect and defend her from her enemy. The judge said, No way, and he chose not to help her for a while. But after some time, he said to himself, Hmm, even though I don't respect God or my fellow men, what the widow asked me to do is on my mind. It troubles me, so I will avenge her, just so that she won't keep coming to me to ask for my help. Whew, that would become so tiresome. Jesus then said, Do you understand that even the unjust judge will answer the pleas of a widow? So don't you think that your heavenly father will avenge, protect, and defend his own saints that pray to him day and night, even when he doesn't seem to answer them immediately? I tell you that he will answer them and come to them. And when he does, he will avenge his saints very quickly. Jesus then told a parable to the people in the crowd who trusted in themselves more than God and who thought that they were so righteous that they could look down on and despise anyone who wasn't as righteous as them. He said, Once there were two men who went to the temple to pray on the same day. One of them was a Pharisee, and the other was a publican. Remember how much the Jews at that time hated the publicans for working for the Romans? Well, the Pharisee stood in the temple and prayed in his mind, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men. I don't force others to give me money. I'm not unjust. I'm not an adulterer. And I'm not a publican like that man over there. I fast twice a week and I pay tithing on everything I have. Well, on the other side of the temple, the publican prayed in his heart. He was so humbled that he wouldn't even look up at heaven he did not feel worthy to look at God, and he hit his chest with sorrow, and he prayed, God, please be merciful to me since I am a sinner. Jesus then taught, This publican left and went to his own home, seen as righteous in God's eyes because he was so humble. 
The Pharisee was not because he was trying to exalt himself or make himself better than others. What do you think about this parable? Do you try to be humble always? Or are there times when you think that you try to exalt yourself? Well, that's the rest of that story for today, little chickies. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Goodbye.